is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now, you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. everybody doing out there this evening, Friday, April 21st, 2017, and all the time for the show, I know, but uh, it's been a tumultuous, busy, hectic week, well, there's a lot going on, and uh, I wanted to get on the air at some point to talk about uh, last week's UFC action, this week's action, we actually uh, are up against the clock, so to speak, because uh, at 9 o'clock, a very good Bellator is starting. So uh, maybe we'll try and get it off the air before then. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we have no scheduled guests. I'm not even sure if Nick Rossborough could make it, but Eric from New Jersey is on the line. So uh, we'll get started, and we'll probably uh, – well, I shouldn't say probably. Our, our goal is to – provide you something relevant. It's just been uh, upside down for me, but uh, I'm not going to share much of my personal stuff. Uh, but the one, one thing I will share with the audience is, is, again, if anybody listened to the boxing show last night, uh, this is the second time now that I will be doing a show on uh, my laptop, and I have not been able to listen to the show last night, so I don't know how the sound was there. Everything else I thought 
uh, appeared to be going smoothly, uh, with the exception of the fact that while uh, Jeff Bumpus and I were in the archive segment of the show, uh, if you don't know, Blog Talk Radio, you get a certain amount of live feed, and but then you get like an extra hour of uh, overtime feed, if you will, that will be, uh, you know, so for anybody who listens to the show archive, which means, you know, not live, the next day, download it, and you, you could do that on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. You know, you get to hear everything, but uh, not about nine minutes into the archive when I was just to, you know, lay out my beautiful, well-thought-out, well-structured analysis of the Sean Porter-Andre Berto fight, which I'm going to be covering courtesy of ringsidereport.com tomorrow evening. The, the show just abruptly stopped, and I, I once again... Did battle with the folks at Block Talk Radio, and uh, they told me it was a result of my uh, laptop losing connection. I uh, momentarily lost internet connection, and if that happens in the I- archive rather segment of the show, there is no going back. If I lose connection during the live feed, I could always call back in and resume. That's how it was explained to me. I can almost guarantee we're not going to go over two hours tonight, but who knows? Maybe a mere hardcore mentor calls in. I don't know. Maybe uh, we might hear from somebody we don't know. But if anybody does want to call in, it's 516-605-9732. So, but the most important thing is the sound quality. Is the sound quality uh, as such where it's acceptable? Right? I don't know. I did not listen to the show, as I said already. So we'll have to look into that, and I, you know, at this point in time, I have no idea why my desktop computer is not turning on, but that is where we are at, and I just haven't had the time to really look into it. But enough about boring old me. Let's get Eric from New Jersey. You know, Eric, we have a lot to talk about in terms of uh, mixed martial arts action, in particular the UFC. But first of all, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing good, Jude. Very good. Um I was trying to recall my memory, like you. I mean, my week wasn't as bad. I thought I had a bad week. Yours apparently was a lot worse than mine. And I could barely remember what I did yesterday, so I was trying to recall my thoughts what happened last Saturday night when we watched these fights. But, uh, and uh, did you succeed? Did anything conjure up? Yeah, yeah. I did recall that Demetrius Johnson won. Well, that's uh, good. Right? Yeah, but um, so yeah, no, we can we can go through these. I think I I think I think I I uh, I think I recalled most most of what happened, or you know at least of the the main card that we want to get into, or or and some of the preliminary card. If you want to touch on that too, I know there was some some heavyweight uh, fights on there, uh, you know, but uh, yeah. No, I- you know, overall, I thought it was a good card, some interesting stuff. Uh, you know, I usually like to watch it, you know, replay value, like boxing, MMA, I think it's a high replay value. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't really get a chance to watch these fights again. I didn't even get a chance to see the debut of The Ultimate Fighter, which took place on Wednesday. Uh, so I'm a little backed up in that aspect. So, But, you know, sticking with the card... You know, why not start at the top? Why not go to the big story? Obviously, the dominance of Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson 
continues as he ties Anderson Silva for his 10th consecutive title defense with an absolutely dominant performance against Ivan Heiss. You know, there was not a lot, I don't want to say a lot, but when I looked at that poll on, on, the, on the fight night telecast, and it had about 19 to 20% of the fans thinking that, uh, you know, Heist could win, you know, that, I thought that was kind of high in a fight that most people are guaranteeing Johnson to win, but, you know, over 80% voting for uh, Johnson is probably uh, something that uh, you really don't want to make a big deal out of, but, uh, you know, why wasn't it over 90% was what I was asking myself. And you had uh, uh, Dominic Cruz give the Heist a pretty decent endorsement, made a pretty good claim for him to, to at least be competitive. And he was yeah, far well, from... Better. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, it's, I, I thought you would you done that. I was going to say, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Wilson Height is a a uh, a high level submission guy, a jiu-jitsu guy, and in John Demetrius Johnson's last fight, uh, it looked like he had he was in trouble in some spots with um, with with Tim Elliott. So I think a lot of people just put together the fact that that uh, if he's in there with Heist, there's a good chance. You know, he looked human. So, so it. So I think a lot of people thought, well, there's, there's, there is a possibility that he could be stopped, submitted, or whatever. And that being that Wilson Heist is a high-level jiu-jitsu guy, that he could be the guy to do it. Um, and I, I think that that's where the, a lot of that stems from. And that fight with uh, Tim Elliott did not happen. Didn't go down that way. That is. You wouldn't have anybody saying boo about Wilson Heist beating Demetrius Johnson in this fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of like, uh, not like saying I was on the fence. I pretty much had Johnson the clear winner throughout. But it's like it came to me at, at a point where it was like, uh, is Weiss even going to win a minute? Weiss. Is even going to win a minute of this fight? Can he be competitive? Can he make the fighter a distance fighter, or at least take it into the championship rounds? And most of the time when I thought about that and I asked myself a question, I often said, yes, he could. So I, not, not that I was surprised Johnson won, but I was surprised how good he looked and how easily he neutralized Heist. Were you? Well, you know, when when you have somebody that and I and I don't mean to be disrespectful because it, and I, I'm gonna make it sound like I'm disrespectful, but but like Wilson Heist is a jiu-jitsu guy. Um, the now I, I, it escapes me now. The gonna ruin my point, but the one of the, the last one of the last couple of fights. Who's the the guy that's the wrestler that was in the the old well. I'll I'll find his name in a minute. When somebody is not well-rounded or is somewhat one-dimensional, you're not going to win against Demetrius Johnson because he excels in all aspects of of you know what I mean of, of the fight. So you know whether it be on the ground, standing up, you know he 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 excels in all in all aspects of the fight. So if you're just right. a, a uh, a, a specialized person in stand-up, specialized 
in jujitsu, you're not going to beat Demetrius Johnson because he's going to he's going to he's going to be able to compete with you at your game plus do more. Ah, yes. Yeah, so, I mean that, that certainly makes sense. And uh, like I said, I never thought Heist had a chance to win. Uh, but you know, the fight was pretty much you know the writing was on the wall, so to speak. As soon as it uh, got underway, I mean, you know, if anybody had, a, had an inclination that Heist was even going to be competitive, I, I think that went out the window for a couple of minutes of, of the fight for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, and, and it, the, the writing on the, the wall was clear. You know, the, the hindsight was uh, 2020, the Ted Williams vision, all that kind of stuff was certainly uh, clear. But, uh, you know, part of me often always thinks that do they do that? Does the guy like Cruz uh, go out of his way uh, to make a good case uh, for Heist just to keep the audience interested, to keep uh, the viewers locked in, so to speak? Uh, you know, cause Cruz is obviously a guy that has a uh, a reputation as being one of the better, uh, you know, analysts, so so to speak. He has worked his way up to the, uh, you know, pay-per-view card along with uh, Rogan uh, as, a, as a color guy there. So, uh, you know, always with that cynicism, that Brock cynicism that I like to bring to the table, Eric. I'm like, when he was saying that, is, does Tom McCruz really believe this, or is he trying to encourage people to stay tuned, to stay, you know, I think he's... I think he's encouraging people to stay tuned. I mean, he's for Demetrius Johnson, even though, granted, it was six or seven years ago. Uh, but I think, you know, he's doing his job as a company man, keeping people, you know, entertained. Wanting, because Demetrius Johnson is a very talented guy, and it's a shame that there's not a lot of people tuning in. So he's trying to get – he's trying to, you know, express the fact that, hey, there is a chance that this guy, Wilson Heights, is competitive. Uh, you know, whether you know who he is, maybe you don't, I don't know, but, you know, to get people to tune in. And, and that's his job, and, and, you know, that's what he's there to do. And just to backtrack for two seconds, Henry Cejudo was the name that escaped me earlier uh, that specializes in wrestling, and Demetrius Johnson took him out in one round. So the right, right. point being that when you get a guy that's, you know, specialized in one particular aspect of the game, when there's multiple aspects of it, you, Demetrius Johnson is so well-rounded. You're just not gonna, you're just not gonna beat him, it, you know. Unless there's a size difference, you know. We'll get into that in a minute, maybe because I have a couple things I wanted to touch on. But um, you know, if, if you're both weighing in at 125 pounds, you're gonna have your hands full. Yeah, I mean, uh, it certainly was uh, that kind of the case. It went a little bit longer with the heist, but it was just as dominant. Uh, now, you touched on the, the next point I wanted to raise is, uh, you know, the market value of Mighty Mouse. Obviously, it was well publicized that that would be a, a record tie-in defense along with Anderson Silva. Uh, no, he, he was in company with nine with the great George St. Pierre. Silver and St. Pierre, when they were defending their titles, were most of the time, if not all of the time, headlining pay-per-view cards. Johnson is not even getting his fights, for the most part, on, on a pay-per-view. I mean, this was on Fox. Uh I mean, the next time it's a record-breaking fight. He's going to go for the ultimate record. 
people are already talking about this guy as being one of the best, if not the best of all time. Certainly the best pound-for-pound guy today. I have trouble believing that this next fight will headline a pay-per-view card, even no matter who the opponent is. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to look at this that, I mean, without trying to be offensive, there's not a lot of power. Not a, most, a lot of guys don't have a lot of power at 125 pounds. And 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 so the fights a lot of times go to distance or, you know, it, it people aren't – so people aren't interested in that particular weight class, unfortunately. It is a shame. And, I, and one of the things that, that, that aggravates me because – and I don't know if I'm going beyond your point, this, but there was recent conversations about pound for bound, like, best, you know, ever kind of thing. And I know you don't like that kind of stuff. And I agree with you on that. Um, but there's a lot of discussion of John Jones versus Demetrius Johnson in terms of who's the best kind of thing. John Jones, aside from his stupidity, had never fought a heavyweight. So he's undefeated at light heavy, essentially. Demetrius Johnson, his only losses are at bantamweight. So... I'm just throwing out there, you know, John, Demetrius Johnson might have a couple losses on his record. They're against, you know, Dominic Cruz and Brad Pickett at 135 pounds when this guy is a flyweight, which is 125 pounds. So when John Jones goes to heavyweight and doesn't lose at heavyweight, then you can tell me that pound for pound he's better than Demetrius Johnson. Because at this point, uh, Demetrius Johnson, to me, is, is pound for pound best if you you want to play that game with pound to pound, but I just want to throw that out there. Um, and then touching on what you were talking about with Anderson Silva and, and, and GSP, GSP, the last four or five years that he fought was horrible to watch. And, uh, you know, Anderson Silva, he, I mean, he, not to take away anything away from him, but he, you know, you want to talk about competition. I mean, his competition wasn't. I mean, he had beat some some tough guys, but to say that it's better than the competition that Demetrius Johnson was against, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, you know, I think there's a, a, a great argument for Demetrius Johnson being, you know, one of the greatest of all time at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make that kind of a debate, it's certainly there. You can certainly make the case, and people are making the case. Uh, so first, let me address a couple of things you said about the other two guys. I mean, uh, you know, so, yeah, St. Pierre, and a lot of you know, a lot of those fights were going winner five, winner five. He wasn't stopping anybody anymore, so I'm with you on that. But where he was still dominant was in the pay-per-view numbers. So that's why he kept getting, uh, you know, the top billing. That's why he's getting a title shot immediately in his return. His pay-per-view numbers are some of the best. Uh, so uh, you know. And it's like what you said about Johnson is true. A lot of people are in agreement with you. I, I saw all over social media after that performance how he should be considered one of the best, if not the best of all time. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, and it's hard to say because he hasn't really been given the opportunity to headline many pay-per-views. If any, I'm not sure about that. So we don't even know if he could, if he could draw or not. So that's, that's the other thing about it that's interesting. I mean, I would well, have to look at it, but 
have you ever headlined a pay-per-view card? I mean, you're the pay-per-view guru. Off the, off the top of my head, no, I, I would have to double-check that. I can't say for certain. I, I want to say there was at least one, but 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 I do want to readdress what you were talking about in, in terms of buys. Um, GSP is fighting Johnny Hendricks, Nick Diaz, Carlos Condit, Jake Shields, Josh Koscheck, Dan Hardy, BJ Penn. He's fighting guys that already have a fan base. So it's unfair to say that everybody's tuning in for GSP. It's unfair. The competition, you could, you could have, we could go take a look and, and debate about that all day, but in terms of the buys and say that that's the reason is GSP, I don't buy it at all. He's, he, everybody's fighting has a fan base. You know, it's unfortunate that talented guys Demetrius Johnson are fighting doesn't, don't have that kind of fan base. So the guys he's fighting aren't bringing half the crowd to the table. If you took Demetrius Johnson's crowd that, and doubled that, then maybe, maybe you're competitive with what some of these other guys are doing. But GSP is fighting guys that have people coming to the table already crowd-wise. So, I don't, you know, it, it's kind of unfair to say GSP draws more than Demetrius Johnson. Well, maybe one of GSP fights, uh, I don't know, freaking Joe Blow, we'll see what he's drawing, you know. So, I, I, think, I don't think it's a fair conversation. It's not apples for apples. Yeah, the other, the other side of that is, is, is there aren't many Joe Blows, <laughs> you know, flying around there. And, and Demetrius Johnson makes good fighters look like Joe Blows. So that, that is that right. as well. You know, so, uh, I, but, uh, you know, he's not getting, so, I mean, I, I don't think he's getting uh, the opportunities because, like you said, the interest in the weight class is not there. But the interest in him and debate with him being one of the best is certainly high. Right, and I think, and I think what he has to do for himself to to draw attention is go the route that uh, that, that Daniel Cormier is going. These guys are both like nice guys and good people. For whatever reason, the fans are are, are you know are, are being douchebags to these guys. That you know, I mean, let's just call, say what it is, right? Be the bad guy, be the heel. So then, you know, yeah. like 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 Daniel Cormier came out in his last. You know, the, at the end of the last fight here, you know, uh, the way he's talking, come out like that. I think these guys will be more effective drawing crowds with people hating them and embracing the fact that people don't like them. So if you're Demetrius Johnson, maybe you got to come out and be an idiot, and and you'll get more fans. You know, maybe that's the route to go. I mean, you know, the guy's a nice guy, he's a family guy. He doesn't get himself in trouble. You don't see him blowing red lights and breaking people's arms and running away. But, you know, maybe he needs to just act like an idiot on the microphone to get people in, you know, the, it, it, so maybe people will be engaged to try to watch him to see if he loses, you know. Uh, because in, in, in that sense, it's, it's uh, you know, it's entertainment. So, you know, if people want to watch you lose, they're going to tune in. That's why Floyd Mayweather gets so many people watching his fights. 65% of the people watching his fights want him to lose, you know. So there's something to be said for that. You know, it, it, sometimes you got to be the bad guy just to make money. 
Right. Well, the other thing that was that I wanted to look into that I did not have a chance to is uh, what were the ratings for this uh, fight night? You know, Fox, Free TV, Prime Time. Uh, they usually do very well. They usually do good numbers. Uh, I mean, they you know, they had a very good competitive, nice undercard. Uh, the consent, you know, and usually you don't get a, a dominant championship. Uh, guys like Johnson headlining these guards. Usually it's guys that are fighting or females that are fighting to get a championship fight. But uh, I don't know if the ratings were in keeping with what usually happens or if they were a little better or a little worse. Uh, the the they- UFC certainly does better than boxing when boxing is on prime time. Uh, so I, do, you, do you know what the, the, the ratings were for this fight? The initial release, it was the worst ever for uh, a Fox card. So there you go. Now, it, 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 probably it's probably because most people thought uh, Johnson was going to win easy or maybe they're just not interested. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't but, you know, if you look, yeah, I mean, if you look at social I media, it's right to there. Interest is there. No, go ahead. But it, it's also coming right after what, UFC 210 or whatever that was. It's the following week. So the UFC put a bazillion dollars into Cormier and Rumble Johnson card. And then, you know, Demetrius Johnson is just like a – an afterthought. So, from a promotion perspective, too, you got to look at that as well. I mean, because I mean, you when you're looking at a card like a a two like the, with the with the way the the UFC categorizes these things in the pay per views or the high level cards, you know, people those are the cards that people are looking forward to. Those are the cards that people research and who's fighting on two ten, two eleven, who's on two thirteen. Nobody's looking at who's on. Fox fucking 110. Nobody even knows what the next goddamn number is. So you have that card coming up right after a UFC 210. You don't even know what's going on until two, three days before the fight. You don't even hear about it. You know, and then not to mention the week after that has a card that has probably the most entertaining value of any card in the friggin' year. You know, so... A card like this is getting getting shafted, and it, it's a it's part of it is is a promotional thing where it's positioned on the schedule, how it's promoted, you know, has a lot to do with it. And it's unfortunate because it was a very good card. Uh, Johnson has to me has hasn't looked better. I mean, uh, I mean, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but certainly appears to be getting better in my opinion. Uh, but uh, the, the, the other car too, uh, but uh, before we get into the other car, the last couple of things I wanted to pick your brain about with uh, Demetrius is uh, who do you think he's going to fight for the record-breaking 11th defense, and where do you think it will fall? Will it fall on another Fox on, on a fight night, or will it be on a pay-per-view? Now, here's the real prediction. I don't care what you think about Cub Swanson tomorrow. This is the prediction I really want. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, he's not touching me right now. You weren't ready, 
Now, you don't have to answer right away, but if you were to guess, gone to your head, who gets the sh- who, who does he have to defend his title against next? Um, I'll tell you who I like, and and and, and maybe uh, he's a little green, but there's a guy on this weekend's card um, that that was on the UFC Ultimate Fighter. And um, that is first name. I'm gonna have to look him up because his first name is escaping me right now. But it's Moreno. Uh, I think I believe he's Mexican. He was on the Ultimate Fighter Flyweight, and he came out. He beat Louis Smolka. Um, and he's got a fight coming up this weekend. If this guy can 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 he's he. he can win this weekend, he might be right up there in one of the top guys in the uh, in the flyweight division. Um, the other one that I uh, I wouldn't mind seeing, but again, even though there they was a wipeout in the first one, uh, was uh, I don't know why his name keeps escaping me. The the the, the wrestler that I mentioned before. No, Henry Cejudo. You're talking about about Demetrius Johnson. You're looking at, uh, you know, maybe Henry Cejudo. Brandon Moreno is, I think, the other guy you're thinking of. What's that? Brandon Moreno. There you go. Bingo. Moreno. Brandon Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. I like that kid. Um, I watched, I, I don't know why I didn't remember his first name, but I've watched him fight a few times, and he's incredibly scrappy. Guys that were supposed to beat him, you know, couldn't beat him. I, I think that if he comes through this past this coming weekend, that, um, you know, I think he's right up there. I, I You know, he might be a little green. I, I don't know, but I, I, I think he's the pain in the ass. I, I think he's right up there to to compete at that uh, for somebody like Demetrius Johnson because other than moving up in weight, there's not a whole lot there. He's already beat like three, four of the, like he beat every, he basically wiped out the division. You know? Yep, that's indeed. So, yeah. I mean, that, uh, that would be the guy that I'm looking for is somebody like that. Somebody somebody that's been winning uh, and, and that's maybe not already, that he hasn't already fought. That that That's, you know, that's what I would be looking forward to other than moving up in weight and fighting, you know, somebody like a Cody Garbrand or, you know, Dillashaw or something like that. Uh, you know, this, this kid, uh, Brandon Moreno, he beat Louis Smolka. He, he's actually on a, a win streak, five, six, seven fight win streak, something like that. So that, that, that'd be the guy that I'm looking at. He's fighting Dustin Ortiz coming up, which is not a uh, – an easy fight. So if he can get past Dustin yeah, Ortiz, who I believe is a ranked fighter, uh, that that's the that that to, for me, that's what I'm saying. Put him in there with uh, with Brandon Moreno. Oh, we'll definitely see. I, you know, I think he breaks the record and then probably moves up. But uh, we'll we'll have to see. So let's uh, recap the rest of the main card. There are a couple of interesting fights. Uh, one that was very frustrating for a, a number of reasons, but the 
the the card that start the fight that started off the main card on on Fox saw so Jeremy Stevens dropping uh, a split decision to uh, Renato Moicano. Mo- I think I got that Moicano. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a frustrating fight to watch. Uh, I didn't like the decision. I didn't like the way Moicano fought. But hey, yeah. <laughs> what did you think? So yeah, so first of all, I want to apologize because last week, uh, when when we were talking about that fight, I had I had penciled some notes, uh, and I actually misspelled his name. So when when you and I were talking about it, I was mispronouncing it like crazy, Moicano's name, Renato Moicano. So I want to apologize for that. Now I want him to apologize to me for telling me that he won that fight. <laughs> And he won it for a title shot. With my apologies. Yeah, um, yeah it was frustrating. Uh, I don't know. Sorry to cut you off, but I mean, he, all he did was run in my, from what I saw. I don't even know how Stevens wound up getting blood on his face there. Uh, but uh, it was a frustrating fight, and uh, I was very aggravated with the decision. And not just because I had Stevens in my DraftKings picks, but uh, that was probably the biggest reason. Yeah, I also had, um, when we were talking about picks, I picked uh, Jeremy Stevens. But, um, you know, you can't hit what you can't catch. So, but, I, I don't know. I thought, I knew it was close going in. I thought Jeremy Stevens probably won two of those rounds. I was very surprised, given how these judges look at things, that they actually gave Moicano that decision, given Jeremy Stevens was the guy that was, trying to make a fight because usually in MMA you know they 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 frown about it, uh, they frown at that kind of thing so I was actually very surprised I mean Moy kind of literally turned his back and ran a couple of times like yeah it was accident, very annoying you know but you know maybe fighting's not for him but but in the case he won and called for a title or whatever uh, but yeah that was definitely a frustrating fight in, in a lot of ways um, you know. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Tony Weeks, uh, our good friend Tony Weeks, was one of the judges that gave the fight to Moicano. So that, that was even that, that was even more disheartening that Tony blew that call. <laughs> yeah, Tony Weeks is a man, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's definitely a little disappointing. He usually goes for the boxers, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to ask him for the, well, I'll have to ask him about that if we see him in June. Yeah, I was gonna message him about it, but I was like, eh, I'll get him off for something else, then throw it in there. Uh, here's a fight that I know that it was frustrating for you because you mentioned it briefly off the air. The middleweight showdown between Robert Whitaker and uh, Jacare uh, Souza fight that saw Whitaker winning TKO in the second round. And uh, I did not think it was a good stoppage, and I know, I know you thought it was a terrible stoppage. Uh, and and, and it, it takes away from a, what, uh, what I thought was a pretty good and surprising performance for Whitaker. Uh, but uh, I don't think many people have, are, are talking about the, the stoppage being bad, though. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to justify it, um, you know, it's a shame because he did fight well, 
And if they just would have, if, if, you know, if, if they just would have let Soza try to get up, um, you know, maybe if he hit him again or whatever and he, and he went back down, you know, then stop it. But at stage it was stopped. Kind of, kind of spoils it for me. Um, Robert Whitaker did great, but it, but it, it kind of spoils it to me because I don't know that Souza was actually out. So, you know, but but he definitely is obviously a force to reckon with. Um, and, and I and I know I'm in, I'm at a loss for uh, for names, but his last fight, um, he he fought. Uh, Oh wow! Came out. Who, who, who's the the middleweight? Uh, the guy that fought Anderson Silva. Holy crap! Oh, Brunson. Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson. Derek. Yeah, he knocked Derek. out Derek Brunson in the first round. There you go. You have to help me here because I I can't find names for some reason tonight. What's, Even what's though I, I, tonight? I see faces, I see faces, but no names. I, I saw a thing on the news before that they, they say diet soda causes dementia. So if you're drinking a lot of so, diet soda, you stay away from it. <laughs> it must be the well, diet coke. There you go. But, but uh, uh, you know, yeah. So uh, and it, 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 you know, there's a lot of going on in the middleweight division with uh, Saint Pierre now uh, getting a title shot, leapfrogging over everybody. So. We'll definitely see, but uh, yeah, you know, you know, I'm with you. It's like premature stoppage, kind of like with uh, the Tyson Ruddick one. You know, I mean, maybe it was inevitable that Tyson was going to win, or maybe it was inevitable that Whitaker w- was going to win. But let's see it. Let's see it. I, I don't think it right. was as horrible as Leonard Hearns won uh, because. The inevitable was if Hearns was to, to hang on, he would have won the fight because he was leading. So so there's that. But, the, you know, it, it, it always boggles my mind with the UFC, especially how they give some guys an inordinate amount of time where sometimes, they, they, you know, it's almost criminal, the kind of punches they allow some guys to take before they actually do stop the fight. And then other times they have such a quick hook. Uh, I don't know what that's about. But the one thing that I will say is that it does make the middleweight division very interesting. In fact, GSP is basically ruining the division at this point because you've got Yoel Romero, who you whatever you want to talk about, steroids or whatever, I mean, at this stage, Legally, he's legitimately the first guy that should get a shot right now. You got Musasi, you got Rockhold, and now Robert Whitaker. You know, it's very—it's actually a very exciting division. I think the fact that GSP is coming in quite Brisbane kind of ruined the excitement of the division. That's just my opinion. Maybe people disagree, but there's just so many other fights out there to be made without GSP. Go fight the Tyron Woodley. You know, get out of here. That's just my opinion. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully Bisping beats GSP. And, uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. A lot of good stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I was quite happy with GSP living in retirement. But he, he's back, so we'll, we'll see. A lot of people love him. 
And as Dana White said, he's one of those guys that has a whole country behind him. So he, he, you know, he's gone. Dana White sees dollar signs when he sees GSP. So that's part of it. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely. Dana White, you know, so, so there you go. Uh, and Romero's just going to have to wait. All these guys are going to have to wait. Yeah, and, and, and unfortunate for Jacques Array, who's not a spring chicken, he's now set back again. Now, although he did just sign an eight-fight contract going into that fight, which is also very interesting because, you know, you could also look at that and say, was he, you know, complacent? Was he not as focused because he already made this long-term contract? You know, so there's a lot of ways to look at that. But even so, he's not a spring chicken. So it's going to, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to climb that mountain again to get a title shot. You know, he maybe he'll fight eight more times. That's fine. But I don't know if he's going to get that title shot again, you know, if that's what he wants, because there's so many guys now. Musasi's younger than him. Weidman's younger than him. Uh, uh, you know, Whitaker's younger than him. You know, Luke Rockhold. There's so many guys younger than, than Jacques Array. So I kind of feel bad for him in that sense, that he had to go in and, and take that fight when he was, like, knocking on the door of a title fight, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, he's not going anywhere with his new contract, and uh, let's uh, see if he, he can bounce back. And uh, Cole Feature uh, was a dandy on paper, a uh, very hard fight to call by most people's standards. Rose Namahunas against uh, Michelle Watterson, and uh, Namahunas, I mean, I'm butchering that name, but uh, I think that's right, right? Namahunas? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> rear naked choke, second, second round. Uh, pretty surprised about the dominance there, although I was favoring her. I actually picked her, one of the few I got right on my DraftKings contest. But uh, I, I, I was surprised that uh, she took her out so soon, second round. Yeah, I thought it would go. I I did when I was when we were talking about it. I said either decision or a third round submission for for Nama Yunus, and I and I actually thought uh, the the specific what was it a rear naked choke? Um, yeah, because Michelle Watterson had lost the fight at Adam Adam weight at the uh, you know. Uh, Oh, it was a guillotine. I, I think it was actually maybe not really maybe guilty. But anyway, it was the same submission that Michelle Watterson lost at Adam Weight. Adam Weight, and, and and so I thought, well, I don't know. Rose Namunas is is is, is, a, is is fairly big for a strawweight, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but she always seems to be fairly large to to some of the other strawweights. So it, it wasn't surprising to me. And she, you know, she is a uh, a high level, I think a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, higher level than Michelle Watterson in jiu-jitsu anyway, um, Nami Umas. So that, it wasn't surprising. I thought maybe it would just last a little bit longer. All righty. So uh, is there anything in the preliminaries that caught your eye that you want to discuss or are you ready to move on to tomorrow night's card? Um, I did, you know, I heard talk about her fighting, you know, 
uh, Ioana and Jacek, and and that probably is on the table somewhere. But not to be mean, but I don't know that she would be competitive with Ioana Jacek. In fact, or Jessica Andrade, if she happens to win this fight that's coming up now. Um, I think that there's certain fighters that are just head and shoulders above the rest of the division. And um, right now it's Jacek, Jessica Andrade, and even uh, uh, Kavalkiewicz, who's the girl that, that, that won a decision over Nami Yunus. Yeah, they're just head and shoulders above the rest of the division. So anybody other than those three at this point probably aren't going to touch that title for a while. Yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see, but I I certainly uh, do not disagree with you. But uh, we're going to see how it plays out. There's always some some kind of wrinkle that uh, you don't see coming, and uh, maybe with this there will be as well. Well, what about tomorrow night, Eric? You got Cub Swanson leading the show, so to speak, headlining a fight night. I believe FS1 is carrying this one, and uh, he takes on the Russian hammer, Artem Lobo. The uh, co-feature, uh, Al Ragic Iaquinta against Diego, now called Lionheart Sanchez. For years, he was a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, and obviously Sanchez is a guy who's been around forever, part of that magical season one of the Ultimate Fighter, a uh, winner of, of the contest, uh, and a guy who is certainly uh, a guy who brings it, as does Iaquinta. Uh, what do you think? Let's start with those first two fights. What do you think of the main event and the co-feature? All right, so we'll go to as... the main event. We'll go to the main event. Um, okay. I I think it's going to be this fight is going to be a good fight. Uh, uh, you know, Artem Lobov, his record's a little uh, I don't know what the word salt. He's thirteen and twelve or something like that. But it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of Mark Hunt in that you can't just look at the record. You know, the guy the guy goes out there to fight and the fights are entertaining to watch. Um, that being said, he's nowhere near uh, the technical level of Cub Swanson. Swanson wins this thing probably by decision um, or, or a late submission, being that given that it's a five-round fight, possibly fourth or fifth round, Artem Lobov is, is done uh, cardio-wise because he, you know, he's known to gas out, and it's a five-round fight given that it's a main event. So... If it's a three-round fight, I would say a definite decision for Cub Swanson. Given that we're going five rounds, it could be uh, like a late submission or something like that over over Lobov. I I don't see Lobov winning winning this fight, but I would say it's going to be a fun fight to watch. All right, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think uh, Lobov has much of a chance. uh, this is a question I always like to ask with boxing when you have, a, and in boxing you get a lot more what they would think as, uh, you know, easy money fights, so to speak. Uh, but Lobov, and I don't even know if they do this in in the UFC, uh, upsets of the year and stuff of that nature, but uh, if Lobov, Lobov does pull off the victory, the, the, the uh, 
put it on the top of the list of upsets of the year? I would I would say definitely, yeah. Yeah, he he has no business beating Cub Swanson. I mean, it's a fun fight. He called him out. Cub Swanson agreed to it. Um, but it, it, it's, they don't belong. They're not at the same level, in my opinion. Um, you know, Cub Swanson's been in there with uh, Holloway and uh, Ricardo Lamas, Chad Mendez, Frankie Edgar, Jose Albo. I mean, uh, you know, he's um, head and shoulders above Artem, Artem Lobov, but but it will be an entertaining fight, and I guess that's all the, the UFC cares about at this point. Given the last fight that Cub Swanson had, you know, that was uh, back and forth, um, and, and Lobov is that kind of fighter, so they probably figure, they, yeah, let's just go along with this. This might be a fun fight. All righty, and uh, what about the cold feature? Iaquenta and Diego. Yeah, you know, there's certain guys that, as a fan, and and in my heart that I can't go against, uh, you know, unless they're fighting each other. But it's like Diego Sanchez and um, Joe Lozon, Jim Miller, these kind of guys. I can't go against them. I Ally Quint is a, is a, is a little bit younger. Um, but his last fight, uh, he had that decision, that that split decision against Jorge uh, Masvidal. Even though I think Masvidal had a hard time making the weight, most people thought Masvidal won that fight. There was booing going on, and I went to lost his mind. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I think like, he was talking oh, yeah, to John Ash, and he's like yelling at the crowd, "Oh, you're booing me or whatever." Well, we're not booing you. We're booing the decision. First of all, second of all, that was two years ago, and that was the last time he fought. So I have a hard time. As good as he is, I know he's skilled. I have a hard time thinking he's going to go in there and beat Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez in his last fight. I mean, I know second to last fight he got knocked out by Joe Lozon, which is not a crime. Uh, but he beat that. Um, the heck is his name? Marcin Held, who's like, you know, his main thing is grappling and jiu-jitsu. And Diego Sanchez basically big brother him. So I know his head, he still, he still has it, in my opinion. And I'm going to go with Diego Sanchez by decision, in my opinion. I think he's going to employ his wrestling in this game. And um, I think Sanchez wins by decision. I'm probably one of the only people saying that, but that's my opinion. Wow, this would leapfrog, if this happens, this would leapfrog into one of the greatest predictions of all time. <laughs> I got to tell you that much. You see, to quote our president, that I can tell you. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> well, part of the play into that. Is this all heart? How much of his heart, how much of his head, Eric? I would say it's 75% heart, but the fact you can't get away from the fact that I, Ally Aquinta has not fought live for two years. Diego Sanchez has had five fights, and you can go look this up. Diego Sanchez has fought five times since the last time Ally Aquinta has been in the cage. Not to mention hey, man, that he's I- been in the cage so many more besides that has been in the cage with him. The, the, you know, 
He's fought 20 more guys than Ally Aquinta. And I don't think the – so, you know, given – I just don't see it. The only way Ally Aquinta is winning this fight is if he somehow catches him like Lozon did and knocks him out early. That's the only thing. I don't see Iaquinta dealing with Diego Sanchez. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. But that's just my opinion. And so that's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right. Well, I respect your call so much. I'm going to take Sanchez and DraftKings because he's a bargain and a half. I could certainly really – and what do I got to lose? It's only like a $3 contest anyway. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I would have never thought I, I had I acquainted going away in this one. You, you, you made I'll, me see it in a different way. So I'll tell you what. If you lose, I'll give you your $3 back. <laughs> now, now, now it's a no-brainer. You, you just sweeten the <laughs> – you, you just added saccharin to the, you know, whatever, whatever the hell else you, you, you use. What's another sweetener? <laughs> Isn't saccharin a sweetener? All right, well, we're going off the rails a little bit, but uh, there are a lot of other good fights on this card, Eric, but uh, so I'll allow you to choose the next one that you want to discuss. This, every fight on this card is a good card. I, I, I can't even... Uh, I don't know where to begin. Well, uh, I know there's a, a light heavyweight fight with uh, Oben St. Preux and Marcos de Lima. Um, that's an interesting fight in the sense that the light heavyweight division is really dwindled down. Rumble Johnson's out of it. Wolver's got a fight coming up with uh, Gustafson, and they've both already lost title fights. I don't even count John Jones until he's in the division anymore. He's not in the division as far as I'm concerned. So, and so somebody, St. Pru has is, got his back into it. He's lost three straight. He's lost four of his last five. Now, granted, he's fighting killers. Um, they need somebody to step up in this division. And it's not going to be Shogun Hula. So, uh, one of these guys needs to step up. I'm going to go with, and 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 and, and maybe this is not, you know, other people might again might disagree with this. Uh, I mean, I think Logan Sayfu is going to is going to step up and he's going to win this fight. Probably decision wouldn't surprise me, and this might be out of left field as a submission. Uh, I know he's already he submitted Nikita Krylov in the past. That was probably a few years ago. So he's capable of submitting people. But I'm going to go with Open St. Prue on this fight and and, and, uh, and probably by decision. All right, now let me allow you, uh, let me ask you if you can offer your uh, prediction on this one if you, if you have, because this is uh, a fight that's fairly even in terms of salaries on DraftKings, not to make it all about DraftKings, but... Uh, I need a little help. Mylon Sam against Telly's Raging Letis. Who's winning that one? Number eleven versus number thirteen. Yeah, that 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 is interesting. Uh, I always like Sam Alvey, 
and uh, you know he, he can hit hard. Um, and Tyler Slatus is also a tough guy, so they they kind of in the in the same boat, if you will. That I I mean I don't know have any information for me. They're probably similar age. Uh, Albie actually might be a little younger if I had guess. But uh, I'm going to go with Sam Albee on this one against uh, Kyle Blake. Uh, I'm going with Sam Albee, and we'll say it's probably a three-round fight, I'm assuming, right? No, the card or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, ooh. That's tough. Because the other the other side of that is that Kyle's latest it's never really like he's never been like knocked out or anything like that and it's kind of Alvy's thing. So it's not out of the question for him to get a submission on his thing. All right. I'm gonna go decision Sam Alvy. All righty. Now would you Avoid this altogether if you were betting on DraftKings, or is that a play? Because, you know, their, their salaries are summer, and it's a good play. But uh, some, at the same time, the smart play, sometimes I tell myself, especially now that I got the bargain with Diego, sometimes it might be better to just leave it alone. It's so this fight is tough to call. I mean, uh it's tough to call. I mean, if I had a gun to my head, I'm going Sam Alvey. So if, if that was like you're down to this is your only option, you have to pick someone in this fight, I'd go Sam Alvey. I wouldn't go out of my way to pick this and then see what's next. But if you're down to this fight, I'd go Sam Alvey. All right. Other than the main event, what, uh, what fight would you say is the closest thing to a sure thing on this card other than cover? Oh, there's no sure thing. Uh, you got Dotson and Wyburn on this. I flip a point. Um, what else? What else do we have on this card? Um, you got Perry and uh, Ellenberger. That's another. These fights. Oh my! This this card is stacked when it comes to exciting fights. I think actually, I like Joe Lozon. I like Joe Lozon in this. In, in he's fighting was it Stevie Ray? Yeah, I was looking at Lozon myself. I was liking him. So I'm walking. I'm, I'm actually like picking Lozon. the as we speak. Well, Lozon yeah, was the guy I was looking at. Lozon is not done, in my opinion. Um, he, he, you know, he finished. He's one of the one of one of two guys I think by without this in front of me that stopped Diego Sanchez. Um. He had a very close fight with Jim Miller. This guy, he's not he's still young, actually, even though he's been around for a hundred years, he's still in his early thirties. I'm I like Joe Lozon on this thing. I, I, I think he's um I, I don't know how he's gonna win, but he he did struggle with, with Marcin Held a little bit, um, with grappling and jujitsu. Uh, which is not uh, you know, Marcin Held, I mean, it's kind of his thing. <clears throat> and, and, and I think Joe Lozon was a little surprised by that. But he's not going to run into that with Stevie Ray. <clears throat> I think Lozon's going to win this fight. Could be a decision, but either way, I, gun to my head, I'm going Joe Lozon in that fight. And, and <clears throat> odds-wise, 
compared to some of these other sites, that's the way that I would go. All right, let me throw this one at you because you, you said Dodson versus Wineland is a toss-up. Dodson that's is $9,400, and Wineland is $6,800 on draft. Are you kidding me? I am not. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> My brain says Dotson probably wins the decision. <clears throat> He's never been stopped. He's never been KO'd. He's never been submitted. But right, right. <clears throat> he had that split decision with um, Lineker, who's a bantamweight and a little bit of a bigger guy. Wideland's a legit. Wineland's a legit bantamweight. Has a lot of reach over Dotson, a lot of height over Dotson. Probably more technical than Leinecker. Um, he's coming off of two impressive wins. Um, I mean, it was Mizugaki and Frankie Sainz. I mean, not you could say those guys maybe have passed their prime, but they still were impressive wins. Um, that's not an easy fight for John Dotson. It's, yeah, it's definitely. I, yeah, I wanted to stay away from it because it has the decision written all over it, and you want to try yeah. and draft fights that are going to be stopped. The guys are going to win in you know, stoppage fashion, so I'm not taking that fight either way. If uh, I what was about money on this fight? It would be on the fact that it's going to decision. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that doesn't help me with DraftKings. That's actually right. a weakness. Aside for, for from, aside from get DraftKings, don't 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 count this towards DraftKings. But I, I'm actually going to say that I'm going to predict Eddie Wyland wins that decision. All right, now that would be a great pick just to, to get that kind of a you know salary. But uh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, he, the the lowest guy is Lobov at sixty four hundred, but I wouldn't take him. Being, uh, no, no, he's not winning that fight. Call. What about Barbarina versus? <laughs> what about Barbarina versus Proctor? As we're approaching a couple of minutes after, and I will wrap up soon as I, and uh, I, I know I want to go watch the uh, Bellator, a uh, good main event especially, but uh, we'll, we'll stay on a few more minutes. Uh, Bob Arena versus Proctor. That's another one I'm dying to get your opinion on because Bob Arena is at 9,100 and Proctor, let me see, he's at the bottom here, is 7,100. So, I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Uh huh. Um, when I looked at this fight earlier, I was going with. with uh, Bob Marino on this one. That's a question? Um, no, no. I was trying to see where Proc is actually ranked. If he's even ranked in the, in, in the uh, flyweight division. I don't have that in front of me, but they have... Uh, I mean, he lost his last fight, got stopped. Uh, two out of he's lost two out of his last three, so I don't know what he could be ranked. Other than four total <laughs> record, I mean, so I, I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't have the right name in front of me, but say that they don't give you that on DraftKings. I, mean, I was thinking Bob Marina, but uh, the nine thousand one hundred price tag scares me a little bit. I was leaning towards Bob Marina myself, and uh, on this fight, and uh, if I had uh, gone to my head, I'm, I, I would go with with uh, Bob Marina with, with either uh, with a submission. But what was throwing me off is with with Proctor is I could swear that he fought it lightweight, and I'm trying to. It's throwing me off that am I even looking at the same guy? Is it possible he fought at lightweight? That I'm not sure. I don't have. I don't know. Uh, he fought Edwards, Mustavev, Salas. I don't know much about this guy. Uh, and I think I remember seeing him once. And he doesn't stick out to me. That's and Barbarina. I, I think is pretty good. So that's why I was leaning that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, and that's right, yeah, he beat, um, what's his name, Sage Northcutt on, like, three days notice or something like that. I'll go Barbarina right, right. this one. I'll go Barbarina by decision. I'm not by decision. What about, by, uh, what, about female? what about Danielle Taylor? She's a good play. I don't know if she's going to win, but she's a good play. She's under 8,000. I actually, I actually think that she's gonna win that fight by decision. All right, so I'll take her too. All right, yeah. Actually, I was just looking at uh, I just uh, Joe Proctor. He actually, yeah. So he, he lost his last fight. He was stopped by uh, uh, Mustai, Mustafayev, uh and then he, he lost to Nancy Medeiros. Um, All right, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Barbarina. Go Barbarina! On, I would go Barbarina. And then uh, the Penne fight with with Danielle Taylor, I would say Taylor by decision. Every time, I mean, not that you know Danielle Taylor, she's coming off a couple of split decisions in her, in the last few fights, <clears throat> but uh, Penny's coming off two straight losses against she, she destroyed by Jessica Andrade and Yolanda and um, she lost to Watterson. She lost, I mean, Esparza, although Esparza might have, I think that, I don't know if that was considered a pro fight. That was the ultimate fighter thing. Um, her biggest win was split decision over Randa Marcos. Uh, I'm not, I, I think Danielle Tell was winning this thing. And uh, I'm going to say by decision. Yeah, the, uh, she, she was a fight that I was looking at, even though I wasn't, like, sure about it going being stopped. But, you know, you, you can't target all stoppages. If you, this is well, hard with the way they make calories. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Jessica Pena is, is a really more of a jiu-jitsu person, you know, she's more than a striking person. But Danielle Taylor has never been taken down. Like, no one's taken her down. I don't see Jessica Pena doing that. The only time Danielle Tell has been on the ground is because she took someone down. So I don't see Pena taking her down. I don't yeah, think I was surprised. done it. I was surprised that uh, Pena was a much higher price. Uh, 
play here. 7,700, I think she's a steal. Uh, I would go with Taylor on this fight. I mean, if you're looking at DraftKings and you're looking to go that way, I would go Danielle Taylor, in my opinion. I mean, probably the same, yeah. I don't see anybody getting stopped. But, you know, it's a oh, three-round fight. It's not a five-round fight. So this is what I got so far. I got Cub Swanson, Joe Lozon, Barbarina, Taylor, and Diego Sanchez. And I got $9,000 left. You won. I won. I got to make one more <laughs> pick. Uh, Davis is 8900 What's the prospect of Davis winning by a stoppage? She lost the last fight. Ooh. Um, Alexis Davis, I, I thought she retired after her last fight with Sarah McMahon. So, I don't know if I like putting anything on her. All right, so we'll skip her. Uh, Ray is the next high prize. I can't take uh, him. I pick Lowe's on. And then we got Olive St. Pruitt, 8,700. I'm confident you are in his victory. Well, I did I did predict him to win that fight, I think, earlier, right? Right, yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, so the, the next uh, best option is Dustin Ortiz at 8,600, but the, you were kind of leaning towards uh, Marino in that. No, fight. that's not going to happen. Oh, I, oh, to me, it's going to be Owen St. Pru. Based on what you got left, Owen St. Pru, definitely. All right, I'm blocking it in. We'll see. If, uh, <laughs> if I win, we got a, we, we got a date. <laughs> so, so, there you, so there you go. Barbarina, Lozon, St. Prue, Sanchez, Taylor, and Cub. There you go. Uh, Diego's the only one that scares me, but I'm going with your heart. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, you, do, you do raise a good point about Iaquinta being uh, you know, so inactive. And, I mean, while I don't think he's an unskilled guy, I think he might be a tad bit overrated based on the fights that I saw with him. Uh, so I don't know. I and mean, we certainly know Sanchez is not overrated. Right, and there's also a lot of, um, I think, you know, from a mentality perspective, he doesn't want to be in the UFC. He, the reason he has, part of the reason he hasn't fought in so long, I mean, he was hurt for a while, which that was like what, why he didn't, was inactive for like a year. But then he had some contract issues. He was supposed to fight at the end of the year. He didn't like the money he was getting, which is why uh, Jim Miller had to step in to fight Tiago um, uh, Alves. That was supposed to be Tiago Alves. Um, you know, against him, Iaquinta. So, I, I don't know that he's even uh, mentally wants to even fight in the UFC. So, you know, I, I just don't see him winning that fight. If you're not focused against Diego Sanchez, you're definitely not going to win all right, so there you go. So we got it. We got the winning draft play. 
we got your predictions. We didn't go through every fight, but I, I think you certainly threw a lot out there. If there's another fight that you wanted to uh, talk about, uh, please do so. If not, if there's anything else you wanted to address, uh, now's the time because we're, we're going to be closing out soon. But, uh, you know, I don't you, you predicted, predicted more than you usually do, so I don't want to pressure you. But if there's a fight that I didn't address that you want to throw out there, I don't want to leave it out. No, I think uh, I think I covered everything. Um, the only thing I would ask is ask you is to tell us where to find your show if you're not listening to it live on iTunes. Where are we going? All right. Well, you could listen to. <coughs> Excuse me. I need to take a sip of water. I should talk a little bit. Filler time. Yet. I'm choking on something. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Thanks for that filler time, Eric. That was a great job. So, <laughs> so I do. You, actually, I know this is Zoo's MMA talk, but if you want to find the show on iTunes, I believe I haven't done this in a while, but I, I believe you got to put in Zoo's boxing talk because this is on the same feed as Zoo's. Isn't that right? You, you you listen to the shows on archive. You get it on the same uh, yes. iTunes subscription to the boxing show, correct? So you go to Zoo's boxing talk on iTunes. If you're a fan of the yes. show, you can follow me on Twitter at Zoot29, capital Z, lowercase U-T-E, number 29. Uh, you can email me with any questions or comments at ZootsBoxingTalk at Yahoo.com. That's for boxing and MMA. And, and hopefully you're one of the smart ones that uh, loves both sports like uh, we both do. But uh, we know there's a lot of blockheads out there who uh, oppose one or the others. But uh, that's just part of the life that you have to live. Uh, what about you, Eric? You got your, your Twitter handle handy yet? I know you've been talking about it. We have just a week of debut. There's there's no Twitter there's no Twitter handle, but uh, I, I want people to go to your go to iTunes because uh, to me that that's what I call the first release. It's not the archives. It's first release because that's where I listen to all your shows. Everything I listen to uh, gets downloaded on, uh, automatically on iTunes. When I subscribe and then uh, and, and listen to it that way. So if you listen to it live and you can't always get to it live, if you subscribe to it, you can get them as they come in. Yeah, and a good thing about that is, uh, and, I, and I always refer to it as archive because that's what it says on Box Talk Radio. If you, you know, happy you can, it says archive. But yeah, you know, a lot of times we go over and. If you, even if you're listening live, you, you, you miss sometimes a good 15, 20 minutes of the show. So uh, so, so you have that as well. That's another advantage of uh, subscribing to it on iTunes. So that's, that's, thank you for that plug. Now, did you get to hear the boxing show last night? Because I have no idea if this audio is any good because now I'm on my laptop. Yeah, I was, I was going to get to that before. I, 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 I do have it, but I did not listen to it yet. So I, I, I'd have to. I'll let you know when I listen to it what that audio was like. So I'm not sure yet at this point. Oh yeah, because I, I thought it was a pretty good show. We started with Tony uh, Luis, who looked spectacular in, in his fight last Saturday night. We talked with Zach Familio, uh, and he had some interesting things to say. And obviously Jeff Bumpus. Uh, Jeff was a little hard on himself after the show. He felt he wasn't up to par. 
But it seemed like he had a tough week as well. Not to give out any personal stuff, but uh, it seemed like this is a tough week for everybody uh, that I'm connected to. You said you had one yourself. I mean, it, it was supposed to be the, the week of 420 when everybody gets high, and uh, <laughs> everybody got that. So I don't know what happened. And obviously today is the year anniversary of the death of uh, Prince, which is also this very disheartening. Big Prince fan, and uh, from what I remember, I think you were as well. But uh, yeah, uh, we got we got to see, we got to keep going on. We got some wonderful fights to cover. I will be uh, going to Brooklyn tomorrow to cover Porter uh, versus Berto. And I was, in, if you listen to the show, I was in the middle of really giving a real good, and I I, I actually rehearsed this and nine minutes into. <laughs> Show abruptly stopped because I lost connection. So that, it, that was disheartening. But uh, uh, so I mean, you know, real quick, and now that we're uh, riding on this thing here, what, what are your thoughts on Porter versus Berto, if any? You know, Berto, I, I wrote I wrote him off about three years ago, but or more. But he he actually impressed me. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to count the Floyd Mayweather fight because. Most people don't look at play, look good in those fights, um, but there were a lot of fights he looked good in, and I could see him. Um, I could I could see him stepping aside and countering Porter, who's really just a, a, a face first bully, in my opinion. So. Uh, I'm, I might be on the minority on this, but it would not surprise me if Berto wins that fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like Porter a little bit more than you do, but I, I could see what you're saying about his uh, style. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, he was able to fight his style against Thurman, but he still lost. Uh, and the case I was trying to make, uh, and that just speaks to how good Thurman is, but uh, a lot of people don't want to give him that credit. But uh, the point I was trying to make last night before uh, the show ended was that if uh, Porter fights his style against Berto, Berto usually does well against that kind of style. A guy he does not have to find, he is going to score well on, which is in keeping with the point that you just made. So I think there's a, the thing, biggest problem I have with this is the fact that, uh, you know, Porter has a pretty good chin, so I just don't know what chance Berto has to win a tough decision. Uh, I don't know if he'll score enough to get to, to catch the eye of the judges, and I, I, and I don't think you can knock Porter out. No. Um, well, it, it depends. Um, I could see him with that, um, like a counter left hook or a, uh, you know, a step aside left hook on Porter coming in wild. I could definitely see Berto hurting him with that. As well, long as Berto doesn't. Didn't Berto drop Porter, if I remember correctly? I'm sorry, say that again? Didn't Brona drop Porter? I I I think he I would almost agree with you. I can't say definitively, but I think you're right. 
Yeah, and Broner had that similar counter left hook. Uh, if I, I'm, I'm like seeing it now, but maybe it was maybe is an effect of the diet soda that I drink. I don't know. Yeah, like, but, like uh, Malinaji likes to call it, it's that check left hook. You kind of step aside and throw that left hook, that check left hook. Yeah. I think I could see Birdo leaning that. Now, the 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 bird the problem that's going to be for Birdo is if he gets too caught up in that, like what Broner does, and, and that Mayweather style where he just kind of freezes and tries to just kind of move in the pocket. Nobody could do that like Mayweather, and if he, if he gets caught up in that, you know, with that hand down, um, you know, shoulder roll uh, or whatever they call that, silly shell, if he gets caught up in that, I think he's going to be in trouble, to be honest. Uh, but right. if he actually moves his feet, I could see Berto winning that. I could see Berto winning that. He's, but he's got to use his feet. He can't just, you know, be caught in that silly shell and thinking that that's going to work against somebody that's going to swarm him like, like Porter. Yeah, first of all, and I think I had told you this, I, I thought this was a, a waste of time. I thought Porter was, uh, you know, going to be the easy winner. And I, I rewatched a lot of Birdo, and, you know, I, I, I started saying, you know, Porter's going to be right there for this guy, and he, he, he puts his punches together well. So I think it's going to be more interesting than what people think. I just don't know what kind of a chance he could have against the judges. I mean, Porter, for for whatever, and I have no evidence here, but this is just my, but that Porter is the guy that people want to win. He's a more showy guy, the big name. A lot of people thought he performed very well against Keith. Uh, and uh, I, I think he's going to, he has the, because we all know, I don't care what anybody says, most judges have a preconceived notion, have a scorecard filled out before the fight even starts. Maybe not on paper, but in their head. Uh, anything close, I think the judges are going to give rounds to Porter. I think Berto's going to have a hard time winning a decision. Uh, I, I think a, a scenario could be very likely that Porter gets a decision that a, a lot of people don't like. I, I could see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. I think Berto, though, is a little uh, faster than, than Broner uh, footwork-wise. Um, I think he could, he could handle that welterweight, you know, that 147 weight a little better than than Broner can, you know, even though their styles is somewhat similar, you know. Um, so, but uh, no, I, 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 again, and I was, I wrote Bron Berto, I wrote I wrote Bron Berto off five years ago, but I actually think that. Um, that he, he can he could win this fight. I think I think uh, um, he's technically the better fighter, and he can win this fight. Yeah, he's definitely technically the better fighter. There's no doubt about that. He's the better offensive fighter. Uh, I just don't know. I think intangibles are a big deal too. I, mentally, if he's in a good place mentally, Berto, I think he has an even better chance to win. I think those are some of the strengths that uh, Porter has. He, uh, he appears to be a pretty strong guy mentally. He has confidence. I mean, even in uh, a loss, he, he got a lot of accolades for performing well uh, against Thurman. A, a lot of people thought he beat Kell Brook. Uh, so he's a guy that has confidence. Uh, 
Uh, Berto's always had a big enemy between his ears, and the offense gotten the best of him. So I, that, there's also that. Yeah, it depends. I, you know, I like to believe that uh, at this stage, Berto has kind of overcome a lot of that, uh, the, the mental issues. So, uh, you know, it remains to be seen if, uh, you know, uh, how that first round goes maybe even. You know, maybe it comes down yeah. to that. If, if uh, you know, if he, if he has a hard time that first round, maybe, maybe that that means he, he, he can't turn it around. So it uh, remains to be seen. But I think that, uh, you know, based on his last fight or two, I think he's, he's actually better than I thought he was a few years ago. So we'll put it that way. Yeah, he's always been very good, I thought. I think his big problems are twofold, besides the mental and the intangibles. Uh, he's got a reputation for not having a great chin. Uh, I mean, he had no business losing to Victor Ortiz, in my opinion, but he did. Uh, and uh, he hasn't fought the best competition in a lot of people's minds. I, you know, save for the Mayweather fight, uh, a lot of people are going to give the edge to supporter in terms of, uh, you know, opposition. Yeah, I think Berto actually probably loses a lot of credibility for that, that Ortiz fight. In the meantime, that was probably six years ago, you know, so, um, and, and then he was inactive for a little while as well, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I think he's technically better. Um, I think Porter is really not you know, he's very aggressive, and, and you know, if he can bully you, he's going to beat you. But um, I think he lacks a lot, technically. I really do. Yeah, you've made that point off the air on a number of occasions, and uh, I just think he's very good at what he does, and it's very hard. you got to be a real polished uh, guy and mentally strong to beat him. And look at the guys who have beat him, Cal Brook and, and Thurman. Certainly polished guys who are mentally strong. I think Andre Berto is a polished guy, but I don't know how strong he is mentally. And you know, yeah. obviously, he you know he he beat Ortiz uh, you know recently in a fight nobody cared about, but uh, you know he did get his revenge. You know he, he faced some decent opposition. But, you know, he's lost to guys like Guerrero and Soto Carras. Besides uh, 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 Ortiz, a lot of people uh, thought he lost to Urango. So they were, he was lucky to get. No, no, no not, maybe not Urango. I think it was Colazzo. Colazzo, I think, was the fight. Colazzo. Yeah, Colazzo is the guy that uh, he probably should have lost to. So, uh, so the, the uh, erratic. Stuff is there, whereas Porter, like a Monad, is not erratic. He's pretty damn consistent. So uh, I think that's a big part of this. Uh, how much does the uh, Mayweather fight, per se, in terms of, uh, you know, obviously uh, you made the point of the, the, the styles and all of that. But uh, how much does that do to a guy mentally? I mean, you're a top guy. You think you're one of the elite. And oh, everybody killed Mayweather for taking that fight, thinking Berto didn't belong in the ring with him. I mean, that could be morally uh, demoralizing to a guy like that who's already had uh, confidence issues. Uh, but then he goes and beats 
Victor Ortiz, uh, even though, like I said, nobody, you know, who, I didn't even know Victor Ortiz was still fighting up until that point, but uh, how much does he, of that confidence does he get back winning that rematch? Um, it, it, it probably does good for him uh, confidence-wise. I mean, does it mean anything in reality to a lot of fans? Probably not. I think Victor Ortiz is a guy that's disappointed time at a time at a time at a time. You can't even count how many times that guy is disappointed. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, I think Berto's got his confidence. Uh, I think a lot of his last fights, a few fights, he's been very confident in his fight. Um, you know, in the competition, you could say he's questionable. He put, uh, who's that guy that, that stepped up from uh, lightweight and beat Victor Ortiz? Uh, 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 oh, my God. Jose Cito Lopez. You know, that fight. Yeah, you lost him. I no, thought he, he said that Berto would lose, to be honest. Yeah, he's performed well in that. And he, yeah, so so I think the confidence is there. Yeah, I, I don't even count. I, you know what? I dismissed him with a fight. Um, that was a money fight. I think he went in there knowing he was probably going to lose that fight, to be honest. They, that fight should never even happen, quite frankly. Um, so I, I, to me, that's a throwaway fight. I don't even count that as far as his record's concerned. Or 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 his confidence is concerned, you know. So, uh, I maybe I'm in the minority here, but I like his chances here against Porter. Yeah, I, I certainly do. If those things are in play, I certainly think that uh, he's a, a better offensive fighter, and I think he'll respond to the pressure well. Uh, but. Knockout. I, I think. Yeah, I, I just think the cards are stacked against them in terms of uh, uh, the judges, which is unfortunate. It's just my my uh, gut feeling. I have no real evidence, and obviously we won't know until right. fight night. I think uh, it's going to be a porter crowd, and we know how easily judges can be influenced. You know. So. Yep. Uh, and I'm trying. I'm trying to look to see who the judges are. I would have. Uh, I'm trying to open it up now. So much for stopping at nine, but that's okay. This is good stuff. <laughs> but uh, I'm recording. Let me see if I can... Yeah, I have it on in the background. I'm recording it. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll watch it later. I'm, I'm really more interested in the main event more than anything. But all right, I got the rec. I got the fight up. I don't, let me see if they list the judges. No, 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 it's not on box work. They're not listening to judges. I'm not sure why. I don't but think they're going to listen to judges for a fight that's coming up in the future. I could be wrong about that, but I don't even know if they even advertise that. Sometimes they do on box rec. They they tell you the referee and the judges. For a future they fight? Do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Unless maybe I'm not signed in. No, that's why I'm not signed in. Okay, I never remember my well, yeah, yeah, if you if you sign, if you have yeah, if you have a sign in more information. Right, right. So I'm not signed in, and I don't remember my password at the top of my head. So we'll have to wait. But if we get a disaster like John McKay or, or, or somebody like that, we definitely because you know. Just, 
uh, John McKay's the guy that gave uh, Garcia, uh, Thurman rather, 11 and 12 <laughs> in the, the, the Garcia fight. So uh, <laughs> he's certainly the guy that's proven he loses interest after uh, the course of a few rounds. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know. But we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see. I don't know. I'll be there. And, uh, you know. I don't want to sound like I'm picking on John McKay, but I, I still want to know why that's not more of a big deal. I mean, how, how could you? Did you? Did, I mean, if you watched the fights last night, there were a couple of peculiar scorecards as well. And Teddy Atlas uh, is one of the more outspoken guys. Sometimes he gets a little overboard, but what I love about Teddy is he does not sugarcoat the job I'm the commissioner. This guy's in my office the next day. I sit him down. I want to find out why he scored this. And if he can't convince me, he's going to sit out for a while. He's not going to get big fights. And that's how it should be. And John McKay was getting fights, and he, I still hear his name all over the place after that disaster. Terrible. That's terrible. You know, and I, don't, I forgot where it was. It was one of the fights. That was on TV that, that Danny Garcia was at. And he, you know, he just made a case for himself winning the fight. And the case he made was a solid one based on what he said. What he said was, well, yeah, I thought I won that fight. Because if you look at the scorecards, Thurman had to get 11 and 12 to win on one of the judges' scorecards. And there's no way he won those rounds. <laughs> How could you argue with him? Well, yeah. How could you argue? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'd have to think back, but I, if I, I think my score on a card, I think I had Garcia winning round six and 11 and 12, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I gave him one other round. I forgot what it was right now. I gave him four. But, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's atrocious. And yeah. I don't want to hear you. Oh, he's a nice guy. I like him. That shouldn't come into play. No, that has absolutely nothing to do with it at all. I mean, at the very least, we should have heard an explanation as to why those two rounds were given to Thurman. Two rounds he had no business winning. No, and I, I agree with you. You know, the flip side of it is how, why were you giving Danny so many rounds prior to that and not those <laughs> and not those last two rounds? I mean, it right, just no, makes no so- sense. The whole scorecard needs to be questioned because, I mean, yeah, Thurman won the fight, but your rounds don't make any sense. So what, what we what we what we looking at, and you know what we trying to accomplish there, you know, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Now he definitely needs yeah. to be questioned. I mean, at the very least, we should have gotten an explanation. And as far as I know, this guy. Was not questioned about it. If he was, we didn't hear about it. And the New York State Athletic Commission has been uh, under fire anyway. So that's not a good look for them. Yeah, well, when it comes to MMA, the New York uh, Athletic Commission is absolutely horrendous. Yeah, they haven't been much better in boxing if you listen to guys like Randy Gordon and, and the like. But uh, I'll definitely see firsthand tomorrow. So it's a 
it, it's a rough night of combat sports in the sense, I mean, it's wonderful because there's so much on, but it's rough in the sense where guys like us have to choose what are we going to watch first. Now, the choice is made for me already because I'm going to Brooklyn. Uh, how are you going to, or are you going to record both and watch it after the fact? You know, some people on Saturday night, they have other things to do. But, you know, if you don't and you can only choose one, which one are you choosing to watch live? Yeah, um, for me personally, which I, I, I got to go double check just to make sure I'm recording the uh, Porto Berto fight, I would probably watch the MMA and then and and, and, and then circle back the following day for the boxing would probably be the way that I would go if I had a guess. And I say that because mainstream-wise, you run into more MMA results than you do boxing results. So if I'm trying to stay away from the outcome, it's easier to hide from the boxing outcome than it is the MMA outcome. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I'm going to have a hard time getting back home, not knowing the results of the the UFC card. Uh, so, right. uh, but uh, I, I just have to stay off of any kind of internet <laughs> for that to for that to succeed. So yeah, but uh, looking forward to seeing these fights live. I think the Hatley and uh, Charlo fight is going to be good. I'm going to get to see Luis Ortiz. Uh, in person, I believe Amanda Serrano is fighting on the undercard as well. So it uh, should be a fun night. I, I know this is Zoop MMA talk, but this is the kinds of things I wanted to discuss last night with Jeff in, uh, in terms of the boxing that I didn't get to. So, right. So there you go. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. overall, great night for the combat sports uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and neither is on pay-per-view, which makes it even better. Perfect. Perfect. That's the way it should be. Yep. All right, Eric. Well, I, uh, I think uh, the show has run its course. Good stuff. Thank you. Uh, DraftKings is going to be a big part of the conversation <laughs> next show. So uh, the way I'm planning it, we'll be back on the air next Tuesday. At least that's my hope. So we could discuss the results. Uh, of the card, but uh, until then, and, and hopefully we get to talk a little bit about the Bellator, because I thought Bellator last week was pretty good as well, we didn't get to talk about it, but uh, tonight it promises to be uh, a very good, especially the main event, so uh, hopefully we'll get to talk about that as well, and have uh, Nick Roxborough back on, he texted me saying he couldn't get to us tonight, which is understandable, but uh, he should be back on Tuesday as well, maybe we'll have a catch or two to, to interview, so uh, until then, enjoy the fight. Perfect. Thank you for having me on. All right. Thank you, sir. Take care. And right now I can't find my ending music. Another thing I don't like about this laptop, it, it doesn't give me as full enough screens. It's hard for me to identify some, find so many songs. I can't go two nights in a row without you all hearing Chuck Berry. But here we go. I found it. Sometimes you never can tell, Eric. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished them well You could see that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle 
And now the young Monsieur and Madame have rung the chapel bell. 